This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and thanks for joining me. It's Sunday the 20th of June and here's the latest on travel and destinations from the Green List and the travel desk of The Independent. As the next traffic light review approaches, what Green List editions might there possibly be? Could British Airways abandon Gatwick Airport? And seven years late, part-time season tickets are about to arrive on the railways. Of course, this podcast is completely free and you are most welcome to sign up for my free travel email. You can go to independent.co.uk forward slash newsletters and there's going to be a special midsummer edition that will be appearing at about 10.30 tomorrow morning. Well, it's, of course, just five days before the next traffic light review, which everybody in the travel industry is really excited about or fearful about. You might recall that the very first one on the 3rd of June took everybody by surprise. We were expecting a modest easing of the current very strict rules. Let me just remind you what they are. If you're coming in from a red list country, that is 11 nights of hotel quarantine for you at your expense. From a amber list country, well, it's 10 days in self-isolation. You can reduce that to uh, just uh, five days if you take a second test after five days at your expense. And for the green list, well, no self-isolation at all. But for all of these categories, you need to take a pre-departure test and then one or more PCR tests upon arrival. It's not easy. We have been warned that there is a choice between domestic opening up and international travel opening up. And as the uh, domestic date was pushed back by four weeks, that caused an awful lot of gloom. However, talking to some people in the travel industry over the weekend, um, they are brightening up a bit because the fortunes of the health secretary, Matt Hancock, do not seem to be going particularly well for the unfortunate chap. We saw, of course, during the week, uh, Dominic Cummings, Prime Minister's former chief advisor, uh, saying that um, Boris Johnson thought that Matt Hancock was hopeless. Um, We've also got in the uh, Telegraph today the assertion that the Health Secretary kept important information from the Prime Minister. When the traffic lights things are being reviewed, you've, uh, from my understanding, got... uh, Michael Gove, Matt Hancock and Priti Patel lining up against Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor, and Grant Shapps, the Transport Minister. And normally 
Grant Shapps loses and has to come out and say it's really important that we make travelling even tougher than it was. However, I think the health secretary's star may be waning, which means that there is some possibility that there could actually be some good news in the sense of a, a, a significant country or two being added to the list. The obvious one is Malta, because... <laughs> Frankly, that should have been on the green list from the word go, and it is utterly baffling that it isn't. Um, Albania is another possible one. Uh, then Morocco, also looking very good. It's given the best possible rating by the US Centers for Disease Control. And, well, maybe Finland, maybe Moldova, and almost certainly a surprise or two, and quite possibly Liechtenstein or San Marino will be added to the green list, which is completely meaningless because you will not be able to get there without going through an amber list country. And in terms of moving off the red list, the best candidate appears to be Turkey, which would be a good step towards its rehabilitation. Please let me stress that this is entirely speculation. Nobody knows what is going to happen until Thursday. Um, we're hoping there might be a proper announcement this time rather than just a series of leaks. And I will, of course, be doing my best to bring you up to date on that. A story which has now appeared again in the Sunday press suggests that British Airways may be about to abandon Gatwick Airport. Let me just explain. British Airways, of course, has its stronghold in Heathrow. And up until the coronavirus pandemic, well, it had the great benefit of having more than 50% of the slots at Heathrow and was able to charge a fortune because Heathrow is the most desirable international airport in the world. Well, now it's not by any stretch of the imagination that, but British Airways still wants to keep its uh, uh, stronghold on slots. The trouble is that means flying planes to them. And um, while the use it or lose it rule has been suspended, that's not going to go on forever. And so British Airways is having to think, well, there isn't going to be demand for all those multiple flights to the US that we always used to have. And so therefore, what are we going to do about flying planes to somewhere you can lease those slots to somebody else but uh, it's not a great solution and so the idea may be very simply that you have to go out and uh, move your planes from Gatwick permanently as Virgin Atlantic has done this would be catastrophic for Gatwick an airport which has suffered more than most um, in seeing the disappearance of its uh, former fantastic amount of traffic. It was the busiest single runway airport in the world. Not anymore. Um, very exciting development plans, but all of that has been put on hold. However, it is EasyJet's main base. And furthermore, I can see that if British Airways did leave, that would create an awful lot of empty slots. And from that, you would find that there is a, uh, a large number of airlines wanting to move in, probably Wizz Air, possibly Ryanair, maybe other airlines that um, you might not expect. So wouldn't surprise me at all if BA does go for this, but it wouldn't, I think, be the end of the world. And finally, we are after, I calculate, eight years after the government first announced it, we're going to get the first part-time season tickets. These are called flexi seasons. And the idea is that if you 
um, work at home some of the time, if you've got a part-time job, then you will be able to get better value train tickets. And the idea is that they will allow travel for eight days out of 28 between two stations in England, but they will be priced at 20% less than the cost of buying eight anytime return tickets on the same route. And one example I've found, East Midlands Railway between Leicester and Nottingham, um, the price for eight trips in the course of a month would fall from £105.60 to £84.50. So that's handily over £20. And it's being celebrated as a great way to uh, reward people who are now going to be working in the office a lot less. However, there are a few problems with it. For example, uh, people who stay overnight. Um, quite a lot of people will um, travel to London on a Monday, stay overnight, go home on a Tuesday, repeat the exercise on Thursday and Friday. And the new system has no benefits for them at all. People who travel from, say, Wales into England um, or from southern Scotland into northern England um, will not necessarily benefit from these. And I believe there may be cases in which these tickets are actually more expensive than monthly season tickets. We don't know too much about them at the moment, but I will be doing my best to uh, keep tabs on them and to bring you the, the all important details and these will of course be in the independent along with much else so if i may please let me invite you once again to sign up for my newsletter at independent.co.uk forward slash newsletters and also i'd like to ask you to have a look any time of day or night independent.co.uk for your news 24 hours a day and also if you put forward slash travel after that then you'll get all the top travel stories thank you so much for listening i look forward to talking to you on monday goodbye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.